This show is about spoilers and discussion. It's also about spooky things that are best enjoyed after you see the movie. So any movie we talk about, we recommend you go see. You've been warned. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Horror. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Horror. You got red on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Oh the Horror, a podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the expert, Rob Holmes. And I'm the newcomer, Steve Allman. And today, um, we are taking a look at the Netflix original Bird Box, which is taken the internet by storm um it's everywhere man it's uh it's it's at the it's at the beating heart of every meme on the internet right now twitter instagram and everything so the the best thing is when you see the behind the scenes photos of uh of sandra bullock and she has the blindfold and it looks like a headband and everybody did the metal gear solid thing and she posted a thing being like stop sending me these and it's Metal Gear Solid, you know, with the little uh, the little tag at the bottom of it. And I'm like, this right. is amazing because she totally my, looks like Snake in that. My favorite is uh, them making her into one of Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they just make the big, terrifying CGI eyes on her and just put her <laughs> next to Donatello and the gang. It's the best. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but no, so um, like, I feel like a lot of these... So as much as these memes and all of these fun jokes on the internet as much of a like weird buzzword that this movie has been i've rarely seen people actually actually talk about it as to know if it's actually good so that's that's the funny thing about it. Fun of it so a lot of people I've, I've heard from some they're like yeah it's fine some like it and then i you know the people who are more the most vocal about it seem to spew a lot of hate towards it and talk about how it's very derivative of a lot of other stuff which, sure, it is. It's an amalgamation of, of a bunch of different things. But, you know, I gotta say, it's it's a competent film. It's well-made. Suzanne Beard directed it. She did a, a really good job, I think, with... For what she did, it wasn't very CG-heavy. Something like this, normally, I would expect it to be overly reliant on something like that. Um, but I think in this case, it kind of worked for what they were, were doing. And it's, it's violent enough, it's graphic enough, it is shocking enough at certain moments to keep you entertained. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I've seen this before. I mean, you know? here's, here's my thing with this movie. Like, I a lot of just word of mouth of just, like, it being uh, okay and uninteresting, I kind of think hold a little bit of water. I, yeah, I, yeah, to okay. me... This movie got more and more interesting the less and less characters it tried to focus on. Uh, yeah. I think in the latter the latter third of this movie is actually quite interesting, and I was really kind of struggling to, like, this movie is just, just good enough. Like, just good enough to retain my attention. Like, and I, I wasn't really too happy about it. <clears throat> and here's, um, and, I, and I, get, I get where you're coming from, and I think the issue runs into... In the beginning, you know that they're already on the river, right? So we start with them traveling there. So anytime it goes back, and then it says, 
five years earlier, which all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit. Because you realize, all right, it's been five, five years since something happened. Um, and then as we're going through, we know we're going to dwindle down to just the boy, the girl, who she calls boy-girl. A boy and girl because she has difficulty with, <clears throat> you know people and and I mean, we get the, we get her character in the beginning she doesn't she doesn't want to she doesn't want to accept the responsibility of mother motherhood that's a metaphor for the entire movie yeah and it's just her in general because she's almost agoraphobic you know she's this artist who doesn't want to go outside not i mean she's not clinically agoraphobic or anything but she does not want to she, go she's outside reclusive. A lot. She's, she's very you know. reclusive and that's just her and she doesn't you know really want to anything to do with that you know to to go further in her in her uh relationships or anything like that and then she finds out like she you know she's pregnant and all that stuff or she already knew i guess she was pregnant because she's going in with her sister uh which we get sarah paulson in the beginning and it's it's almost like uh it's almost like a cameo role for her you know it is and like she's great i love her and yeah i think so like i kind of want to like like truncate the problems that i had because i think the most unenthused i was about seeing this movie was actually in its like pretty much opening half hour because of the like a jarring sort of uh it wants the movie wants to get your attention with its so quote-unquote gimmick because a lot of I, I the most comparison that i see this movie compared to is a quiet place only because this gimmick is so very alike yet not where you know people can't speak they can't make a sound rather than they just can't look at anything they can't they have to keep their eyes closed um and i but where those sort of so if we want to make those comparisons, I feel like the reason that a, I think A Quiet Place is incredible and this is just mediocre in the beginning is because of its very loosely defined and not really uh, exp thoroughly explained rules. Yeah, okay, and, and, and that that I I a hundred percent get. There there are so many plot holes in this movie. Holy crap! Very true, but which we can get to in, like in the in the in, as they come, but more so. As as the movie kind of goes on, it's it becomes this story of survival and story of how people can live and choose to uh, live like this for so long with the hopes of you know finding something better. And both those both a quiet place and this really kind of tackle those things. But I think with the problem with Bird Box is it's it very much tells rather than shows. It very much just kind of. It, it's a bit too hits you over the head with the themes that it is and uh, the more and more that it whittles down to you know more basic characters rather than like oh the, you know the the sick the circumstance the circumstances of bird box is going to get this person and then it's going to get machine gun kelly and then it's going to get john malkovich or something like that like that kind of survival gimmick or that survival aspect of the film really just fell completely flat with me because it's more of just like, okay, this is my brief story. This is my brief story. How are we going to survive? These are these little tiny things. But it's all just to forward the latter half of the film, or like really the latter third of the film, which is its most interesting part. Like, we could have had a very interesting movie of just Sandra Bullock and these two kids, like, going across this river for an hour and a half. Eh, maybe. I mean, that's... that's Maybe. Uh, uh, I would have liked to see that more. I you know I think I I have to hmm. 
See, you're doing comparisons to A Quiet Place, and this is where I think you're disappointed. I was not disappointed because my comparisons are to The Happening. Um, well, okay. I mean, a okay. lot of movies are going to be better you know, and, compared and, and to The ba- Happening, but yes. But, but basically, this, is, this has the same plot as The Happening. Something is causing mass suicides, right? That's what it's doing. But it's mixing it in with movies like The Road. So it's it's pulling a little bit of that in it as well. And that's what I've heard more more comparisons. People at first were like a quiet place, but then when you really look at it and break it down, once you've seen it, it, it seems to have more of a of a road, you know, meets the happening. Um, but the happening is just to me, the happening was given away all of its good stuff in the trailers, and those weren't even that good for the deaths. Like everything was given away minus a little bit of blood or whatever. And this it wasn't given away, so some of the deaths are shocking in how brutal they are. Some, you know, I didn't even know that there were going to be some people who weren't going to kill themselves and would be just possessed by this stuff. So that was cool. I felt that there was something cool about that. I liked that it was this invisible force that they didn't turn into these weird CG monsters from like, um... God, what was that, the the darkest hour or something like that, where everyone turns to ash and it's that really bad electrical demon shit? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's... And we're alluded to what these things actually might look like because of what that guy drew in the uh, in, in the living room, which, I, which I'm pretty sure it was like, one was like a Cthulhu monster, Dude, which I was, that like, was oh, all, man, is this it, just a... I swear it's Lovecraft stuff. I think it's all Cthulhu and and all of that Dagon and all of that stuff like kinda, the elders, like, the I, eldritch stuff. And I really kind of wanted it like if the movie leaned into that where like everybody who was insane just like kind of became culty a little right. bit. Or, I mean, like, it kind of does because remember way. they like, say you're gonna see, you're gonna see what's going on. I feel like this is almost the prequel to something, or it's really, honestly, this is like an extended pilot for a series. Like if Netflix wanted to capitalize on this, they would have been like, "Oh, this two-hour movie, yeah, that's just the beginning of a series where you find out what this is as we go through it." You know? And honestly, like I, I think like it's so, it's so close for me to be like fanatic about how this movie handles it but it's just very it's very basic the way that it it ties all of these things together and a lot of the characters I don't really find that likable or really compelling like the only chemistry between these two characters that I actually liked was between Sandra Bullock and uh, her love interest which it was like I genuinely liked them together and he was the only sort of I mean those two were by far the best acting jobs done in this movie but also clearly the most the best written I mean, for yeah, I would say way? I would say the best written for for the actors. Travante Rhodes was fantastic in this. Um, oh yeah, he's and fan- works really I, he's well. Awesome. But, you know, the shitty part about it is, you know, like right away when you just see the three of them, you essentially know his fate, and that sucks. Like that that sucks because when they get that bond together, and you know it's going to happen, and the first time you're like, oh shit, like that shotgun moment. When he's reaching for it and he's holding the barrel and the other guy like has his finger pretty much on the trigger and you hear it go off, I was like, damn, they, they built that tension and they made me really feel it because the way it was aimed at him, how he was grabbing it, I'm like, man, that is, that is some dark shit. But then it wasn't. It was like this moment where you're like, all right, he's going to make it through. And then he, he you know, he, he gets decently far through later where we have like some weird we get some some crazy uh, cameos um, from David. Uh, what's his last name? 
He's he was in um dash something. He was in uh Ant Man as uh, one of the oh right 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 one right. of his buddies. Oh, that's 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 a bit of a ways down this IMDb page. Yeah uh, yeah David, yeah. He, uh, Dashelman. Yeah yeah yeah. He um. He's great, awesome actor, but such a small bit part for him to appear in as well. B.D. Wong, very small part. Um, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. Lil yeah, Rel then, is here for some reason, which, like, I kind of wish that they had done more with Lil Rel because I, I like, he's Oh, he's he was hysterical. he was great, man. He and, But that was the thing. He was so, the comic relief from him in this was so good, and then it was so short-lived, which I did like that. Sucked. I'm not cleaning this shit up. <laughs> like, oh, like, my God, yeah, no, it was like, great, very, man, yeah. Um, and then you know um, have, you I, have I you have good a- well you have good actors you got John Malkovich you got Rosa Salazar I mean really when you're looking at it, I mean dude you have Jackie Weaver if you've ever seen Animal Kingdom Australian film right yeah 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 she is masterful like that role is so good and in this I, I just feel like she was thrown in it for for international name recognition so they right. can market and this honestly, in Australia like, John- you know. Same and John Malkovich has worn thin on me for many many years and really it's, like it's I, a lot of the same character just, with him. He's very much the same character and in this I find him like completely unlikable in the wrong ways because he's not even written smartly. I know that I know the type of thing that John Malkovich can do with this and he's doing it, but it's not written for that. No. Uh, like I feel like John Malkovich is a very narrow hallway that you got to like navigate right down and like this is just bumping all the way over the place. I, yeah, this this is too. This is literally just too Malkovich. You know what I mean? It had. To, it, it's just. I I don't I don't think it fits him. I think um, any other really any other actor almost like I don't know. I almost think like I almost think if you're gonna take Ed O'Neill off of television and put him in a film, you would put him <laughs> in something like this. You know, right. like the I mean, the guy I, who you expect to be that guy next door. You know. Exactly. Like the old less, dude next door, cranky about, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And the less said about Machine Gun Gel- Kelly, the better, because oh boy, let's not. Even dude, worry he's about like that. barely. He and Rosa Salazar are in the movie, and then they just disappear. They, they literally just fuck off out of the movie. Like, and, yeah. and it's not even like they're even written off. They just escape into the night. That's all. And we don't know is. what goes know. on with people. So, like, and here's the thing: this this film is. There's good. In, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. There's, no, there's a lot a of great lot of concepts in, in this film, but then you know they don't fully explore. To me, there's the river scene, which is is totally separate from everything that's taking place in the house. Like the house is its own thing of trying to escape. That's almost its own movie. And then you have this second side movie that's like the River Wild, except with crazy cult like weirdos who want you to take your blindfolds off and look at them. And then by the end of it, all the crazy voices that are trying to get people... The end, man, the end is so good, just that buildup of everything. And I know some people probably hate it, but I think the tension was solid. Well, I'll, I'll talk about that third act and why I think it's so good, and then I'll talk about how I how I would like kind of improve this and just chop and screw it a little bit, because I really kind of want to... Um, so I think that, again that third act basically from when they're on the river to basically the end of the film I think is quite good and I think it could have been great it's just again I feel like it falls short of like following its own rules sometimes where we establish the threat of every time where you're like just keep your eyes closed don't look and it should and you'll be fine like I I don't understand why Sandra Bullock is running in the woods 
regardless of how many voices she hears or how many things that she feels, uh, if if all she needs to do is not look, like that's the like she's only putting herself in danger by running headfirst into the woods, uh, with blindfolded children, like. As much as I'll easily believe that it was kind of sheer luck that she came across that building anyway, and like to actually escape and seek refuge, it's it's the part of like being tempted to take it off, is is the uh, interesting thing and the ways that it can get inside your head of like no just look at me like listen to all these things that's the more compelling more threatening thing to if you could still hear them. And if they can still persuade you to get you to, to take that blindfold off, that's the more threatening thing, rather than running from some wind. I mean, her tension was she was hearing those voices that were saying to take the blindfold off, so she knew that the boy and the girl were hearing the same thing, right? So, like, that's more of why she was freaking out running through there, because if they take off their blindfolds, and holy shit, did I think the girl was going to, it seemed like they were going to go down a really dark path for this film at the end. Um, because I mean, I was see... I was actually convinced that Sandra Bullock was going to let that make that girl look, but I was and but like again, co- yeah, to the yeah, convincing yeah. acting of Sandra Bullock, like she really swallowed the idea of like, okay, no, nobody's going to look. And no, like, these kids and died. the kids like the kids were great too. You know, the boy and the girl were were really good in their in their roles in this, um, and they are really literally called girl and boy because she can't. Um, give them names because she thinks that the whole world has gone to shit and you know it doesn't matter anyway she doesn't want to get attached she doesn't want to yeah get feelings and like and and that's the whole point so i the 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 crux of this movie the the reason that like this is the best like type of metaphor for the movie to exist is because sandra bullock is afraid of accepting the responsibilities of motherhood so she's just kind of tacitly going along with it even from the beginning with when she was with her sister getting the pregnancy like she hasn't picked a name yet and she still didn't pick a name throughout the entire film and she gets into that fight with tom about no you got to give them hope like what's all of us trying to survive doing like what's this worth if we're not going to give them hope what like there's no point you haven't even given them names. And, like, that's a great message, and that's an amazing sort of thing for us to usher through. But I I feel like we didn't need to have this entire, like, survival series in this house with John Malkovich and Jackie Weaver and everybody else to bring that message home. If I were to change this, I feel like they're already in this. It, like, it's cut to Tom and Mallory living like this. And it, it's it pretty much is just the quiet place. It, but, like, they, they're living like this, and you don't know why. And their story of survival is them finding more people that are tempted to look. And, like, you slowly are, are drip-fed that information throughout the course of the film. And there's the cult of people that can see, that look, that don't go crazy, but are already crazy. We learn a lot through the fact that we are in the house for so long. So... I know why it, it, it is tedious to watch everyone just kind of get killed off when you are pretty sure that's the route it's going to go. It could have thrown a curveball at us, but it didn't. Like, they could have had a split where it was two groups who went, and that was her group, and there was another group of three that they meet at the end, and you're like, oh shit, people did live, but they didn't go that route. Um, and instead... Right. I, I think my, my frustration is more that, like, the movie doesn't seem to know how to get characters to bounce off one another for too long. 
and that was really where like the like it just gets rid of more people so that the movie can be simpler and more efficient that's where i was actually starting to enjoy myself where it's stopped it, it stopped trying to juggle all of these characters to make them make sense and be compelling rather than you have the two things that are the most compelling and let everything happen around them rather than happen to this one person like of course these things could have done better but I feel like that's kind of the stride that this movie hits is when it's like in its latter third. I know. I agree. I agree hundred percent. I think it's best definitely in its latter third. I think that the first half of it has a lot going for it, but because it changes so much um, and doesn't have a full follow through stuff with the house all the way, um, you know, sticking with that story and then doing this crazy time jump as it's going throughout yeah, it, it's a little it's a little scattershot. But that being said, it is way better than most of these type of hey, it's the end of the world. We're all kind of trapped in this house. This thing's trying to kill us. It, I see a lot of people ripping it apart, saying it's just total shit. Great, you know what? Watch a lot of these. But you know what? Watch a lot of those other films that are this this whole end of the world. We're all trapped in one place. What's gonna happen if we you know either go outside to this thing or do whatever? In this case, it's you know, look at stuff when you see things outside. I think this, I mean, you have the invader in this, the person who seems normal. I thought that was cool. He seems like a normal guy because he doesn't seem like he's infected, but he is infected. Like there are moments that I think work in this, but that, that being said as well, this is a type of, this feels like a TV series. This does not just feel like a movie. All right, this felt like an extended pilot when in reality you could have drawn out the stuff in the house all the way at the first season at the end of season one. That's where she gets to the sanctuary, essentially the giant bird box. You know what I mean? The school for the blind, right? Like that could have been the end of season one and that would have made sense. That would have been really cool. And then you can extend that out. You find out more about this cult of people, and it's this road along the way of her having to get there. It doesn't have to be five years. It could be less than that if you wanted it to be, or make it five years. Each episode takes six months. You know, like that was the, that was the most insane thing because even after all of jump. that conflict in the house, even after all that conflict in the house, we still have a five-year time jump where we are to assume that they have lived like this for five years, and nothing that this movie addressed in that first hour couldn't have happened yeah. in five years like yeah. that's that to me is crazy well all those um, all those crazy me, cult people wouldn't they have if there's enough of them taken right? over like, because if they came during that time and that was five years later when they ended up appearing you know and it was like all right it took them five years for that to happen and then i i don't know there's there's a lot of issues with this film. One of the biggest issues, and I have to I have to delve into it because I, I keep forgetting to bring it up. B.D. Wong's character of Greg. He says he's going to look on his monitors, but I swear, I swear he said he was going to look at, like, a thermal scan or something, and it was just right. going to be Right, I thought it was going to be, like, predator vision or something. I, like. I swore it was going to be thermal and heat signature, and I think maybe he was just saying it so he could just take a look and see what he could see, and because it's digital. And you know that that's gonna, he's going to end up getting infected. You just know it's going to happen. Like, why would you do something that dumb? I thought the thermal thing would have been cool because if you could see it through thermal imaging, you could at least get an outline of what this thing is. Um, and I wanted them to delve further into stuff like that, and they just didn't. I mean, five years, man, that's way too large of a jump for me when it comes to what happened in the beginning 
and and what I'm supposed to believe is happening five years later. It it just doesn't. Yeah, it's it's a lot. This is the thing with Netflix. If I saw this movie in the theaters, I might tear it apart. No, I might just be like, no, it was okay. It was all right, which I'm still going to say it was okay. You know, it's fine. It's competent. It's well made, but it's there's a lot of problems in the writing and, and the logic jumps and everything like that. Because it's a Netflix film, you can turn it on in the background. It comes with your Netflix subscription. It gets you sometimes to get the free 30 days. People are just going to turn it on. So they're going to be like, oh, it's fine. You know what? That wasn't bad for a movie that was on Netflix. That's like a movie that I would go see in the theaters and kind of better. And I got to see it from the comfort of my own home. That's why 45 million subscribers apparently watched it, which means like 70% or more on its first like week or three days or whatever. Um, which is making which is, it a very interesting conversation as to how this actually caught fire. I'm like, was it memes? Was it Netflix itself? Were like, was Netflix trying out some sort of like guerrilla marketing strategy with like manufacturing these memes? Or I mean, like, look at the it, if you because it's blown it, up. It's it's huge, dude. It's an easy thing to do. Quiet Place was the biggest thing of the year, and all of a sudden they're doing one where you can't look instead of hear. Like people are going to jump on that. It's called Bird Box. People are like, what the hell does that mean? So they're going to watch the trailer and guess what on a lot of the things if you watch it on a computer or or certain things it hovers over depending on uh, what platform you watch it on it will automatically start so some people probably had this movie turn on when they were watching the trailer and then went to the thing and just automatically started the film and who knows if they even watched it but they might just be like oh you know what it's already started i'll just turn it on in the background and it could have that that's kind of how i think some of this stuff catches on and if it's goofy enough like the fact this almost could have been a parody to a quiet place anyone's going to jump on that anyone's going to sure. jump on that and everybody parallels. loves sandra bullock like yeah. it's like the appeal to this film is here and i'm still going to end up it's recommending totally there, this yeah. movie at the end oh, of no, this oh no totally like, again, i, I recommend like, it, it is, as well sure and it's 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 still quite likable but again i have to say it was just likable enough like this just came across the finish line for me and it was because it just had a like a very good premise that executed just good enough. Like I, and it's more of like I'm having more fun wrapping my head around how much I could also like like I want to write fan fiction for this. Like yeah. I wanna I want to exp- I want to play more around in this world because I feel like the story is like just a tiny bit untold because right. I want to know more. I want to know but more about you the know people what? That's that the thing, are crazy that's... but can still see it. That's how you're going to get a sequel. That's how you could get a series. You know what I mean? It's Netflix. Netflix could go, you know what, we're going to do a sequel or we're going to do a series or let's do two or three sequels. Like, they can do this. They have the ability to. They have a hit on their hands. It's getting them a ton of views. You have a killer cast in this all in all. It's a really solid cast. They're not used to their fullest, but... You're going to draw people in. And here's the thing. This came out internationally, like, what, December 22nd or December 21st? You have a very kind of like an international cast when you look at it. I mean, there's a lot of different people who are in this film. And it's a very diverse film, too. So it's going to appeal all across the globe. And that's how you're going to pull people in. And that's why you have a global release with this type of stuff. It's a smart way of going about it. And I think Netflix has figured something out. And this is one of a couple of things that they're trying out. And, I mean, I think it's I think it's working. They're not all hits, man. They're not all going to be hits. But no, in but this again, case, I think I, th- this, this movie is kind of just a product of the 
uh, of the the climate that it's in. And I think this is kind of the perfect sort of thing for Netflix to release because the response of it, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's everywhere. And that's really all that matters. Yeah, it's and a Sunday afternoon popcorn flick, man. It's water cooler talk, you know? Like, this is the stuff people can go home and kill two hours and then talk to people at work about Bird Box because people love Sandra Bullock. It's an easy thing to talk about. It's horror, which kind of lends that, you know, it makes it more accessible. Horror is the big in thing right now. So it's, it's And let me you tell know, you, like, I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I had a good time talking about Bird Box. Like, as yeah. much as, like, I had almost just, yeah, like, it's a good movie to talk about. And you know, that's the thing. It's flawed. I almost feel like it's better that it was flawed than if it were a perfect movie. Or, you know, not perfect, but if it had answers to everything. If it gave me all the answers, I might say, wow, this is total garbage when I got all the answers. But the fact that I'm Mm -hmm. left with a lot of questions... Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the fact that I'm left with some questions and I'm left with there being more to this film there there's we're now creating a world we've been in it exists you now can visit any of those five years and anyone else's story is all leading them to the sanctuary at the end which is as the title says a bird box essentially you know when you look at it it's like oh it's the same thing they had the birds and you can just see the light coming through the aviary out there um and when I saw that, I'm like, God, like, no shit, man. That's you. You gave away your ending in the title of your movie. This has to be, this has to be like a, a TV movie pilot for something. Because why else would you do that? Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, there's there is almost infinite potential in yeah. the movie that this came from, and uh, I hope it's explored because, man, it's a, uh, it's good. It's it's a head scratcher of one, but man, I I really really like this. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. It's a product of uh, kind of like internet culture in the digital age. Like it really is a product, is. A product of, of, of us time, going sure. with this digital platform of trying to put out A-list films that skip the theaters, or you know they have a premiere. Basically, if they get the premiere, they're you know that's that's what they do. They're like we premiered it here at this festival. Boom, Netflix. I'm not against it, man. I mean. You know, we're getting a lot of more content that we probably would never get or would never have been greenlit by a studio to begin with. I had more fun with this movie than I have with a lot of other stuff this year, or I guess in of the 2018 films. And we're in 2019 now, but of, of 2018 films, this was one of the more enjoyable horror films. I won't say it was in, in the top 10, but it was definitely... It was definitely in the upper half. I, I I'll say this: I came into this movie very skeptical, skeptical because oh, me of too, yeah, like a lot of hype and a lot of like you know meme clout and whatever you would like to say that came into this, and that it was just one of these you know hot button movies that ended up being mm-hmm. ultimately mediocre and not really meaning much just because of its gimmick. And I I was glad that I stuck through it because there are some good things in it. And uh, I, I think that they are also worth exploring because a lot of people should see this because it is, again, uh, something that's still worth uh, seeing and a story that's worth telling. And for a lot of the, you know, you could call it wasted potential, missed opportunities that this movie had, there's a lot of good still in it that uh, mm-hmm. I would recommend. I would recommend now, now, uh, Bird Box was a novel that was from 2014. So, if we are looking at comparisons to A Quiet Place, this existed technically before A Quiet Place. Sure. 
So, I mean, I, I'm just putting that out there as far as being oh. like, you know, because I, mean, I know yes, some people are like, saying it's a, some people are, are trying to put it that it's a ripoff directly or it's a ripoff of, you know, all this other stuff. Granted, sure, it's it is kind of a combination of, of the road and the happening. The writer says he never meant for that. It's the same way as the. I mean, I'm not going to hunger. Play- it's the same, dude. It's the same Hunger Games stuff. You know, it's sure. Like I mean, hunger I'm not going to. I'm not going to call plagiarism. I'm not no, going to no, call plagiarism on any of these things. Like it's, it, there are fair comparisons to each, but like again, no, none of which is taking away from the fact. I mean, that these you are could still, take any, like, you could take any masked good. killer movie and say it's a rip off of something else because exactly. it, it's like, all pretty similar. But, um, look, Bird Bird Box. You're going to hear a lot of hate online from it. There's probably a lot of people who just don't like it. That's fine. I can to- I can see that. I can totally understand that. If you're looking for something that has logic to it, really, and makes a ton of sense, this this is not that movie. Um, but if you're looking for something that's enjoyable and raises a lot of questions, because really the thing I keep going back to that I'm very interested about... Um, are those images that that guy was drawing of these these the old gods you know or whatever it was i, l- I like legit the, the, paused the them and i was like gods I, or whatever i'm yeah, probably I, saying I legit all this paused shit, them yeah. and I'm, i I legit paused it and i was like oh wow so like this is like the eye of so and so and this looks like cthulhu for sure and this looks like a silent hill monster and this looks like a this and like it, in the end it didn't really matter because this was kind of taking whole cloth from a lot of things. Like if we're going on what these things look like just by that guy's drawings, this is like almost a ripoff of every like monster that a kid drew in that in said horror film to like, this is what monster look like. But it like, again, it was more just of a fascinating thing of like, Oh, what is it? But like, I'm glad that they ultimately didn't show it. I'm okay. But I know I am too, because I think the thing is it's very manipulative. And it, cause I think that's its true form. Like you see what it is, you know, you see that it's like a Cthulhu or whoever or whatever. Um, kind of just, I mean, the, uh, John Malkovich's wife, his, his character's wife, um, she said she saw her mother, because she says mom and then gets in the burning car, which that moment, dude, how calmly she got in the burning car and just said, no screaming, none of that, how you expect in a movie where someone comes out of a trance. Nope, just sat down and let it happen. That is why I thought that to me is where this movie hit another level because I'm like, oh, it's not like they do it and then freak out if they didn't kill themselves right away and are like, what the hell am I doing? No, they're fully seeing this all the way through to its bitter end uh right and yeah. that no, it's it, it's a bold movie in a lot of respects and uh it's ex- like yeah. again worth your time yeah i mean i definitely it's definitely worth your time um but it's interesting to see what this does to people so it, it apparently appears to them as something i mean it seemed to be for some people, I don't know if anyone was really afraid of it. I remember someone talking about something else that they saw. Remember in the beginning beforehand? And they were seemed right, shocked yeah, and surprised, it, but I don't know if it was like... Sarah Paulson said something, but it wasn't... It didn't seem like a scared, like, there's some crazy creature right there. It seemed like she saw something from her past or some weird yeah and it's memory. and it's more of the like in order to in order to get you to see it or to get you to th- like it penetrates your mind and gives you the thing that you're most susceptible to or most 
like that that you miss the most or that you want the most that can make you look at this horrible thing and then kill yourself because that like that's ultimately the appeal of Cthulhu was whereas like only those with the mental fortitude to actually see it could survive and then were ultimately driven mad to kill themselves and like that that's the most like sort of like eldritch horror sort of thing that that could happen which made me just want it to be that um but that and that's kind of the like appeal that I had when they talked about whatever this thing was. Yeah, that um, hooked me, man, cuz I know some people probably just skim over that and just don't give a shit or don't even notice it like the average viewer, casual viewers I could see never getting any of that stuff. Um but if you're a huge fan of Lovecraftian horror, this is It sounds just th- like it. Like <laughs> this is cool as hell. Like this movie, that's where that's where like despite all the flaws Bird Box has, the second it gets to the Lovecraftian horror stuff, I was hooked the entire rest of the film. I'm like, I'm totally cool with this. And when you look at the eyes, I'm like, dude, the way everyone's eyes are, I'm like, that's some like Cthulhu Dagon shit, man. That is some Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the zigzags and everything. It's perfect. Like it, it it's it's very much just for just for the fans. Like if like if it is, it is. Uh yeah, but if you don't and that's care, why like, hey, it's there. <laughs> well, I think I think it has something for everyone then. It really has like this. Oh, it, it has the mystery of not giving you uh, nearly enough answers. It also gives you just enough of a hint of stuff to make you go, holy shit, is this what I really think it is? Because if you tie things together, it really seems like that's where it's going. It has all of your uh, themes that are great for like an award season type thing and hype on the internet. And uh, Sandra Bullock, man. Yep. Highly, highly yeah. marketable. Highly but marketable. Yeah, she's um, she's always good. So I as, always like yeah. I like her stuff. Yeah. So with with a with a with a firm, you know, shake of the head, we're like, okay. To to quote a meme, we are that that thumbs up kid on the on the old Windows computer giving it giving this movie the thumbs up, you should see it. <laughs> oh, the, um, the AOL, like the AOL kid who just got his thing and he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm he on the nods internet. and like thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. He was cool, man. We are that cool kid, kid endorsing yeah. this film. Uh but yeah. I think that is going to do it for us this mm-hmm. week. Rob, why don't you tell us where we could be found on the internet? Uh, you know, you can check us out at ohtheharrorcast.com. That's our main website. Um, you can check us out on any social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that, uh, all of those. And then um, anywhere you download your podcasts, you can download ours. It is Oh the Horror. Um, some is O the Horror cast, some is O the Horror. And next week, we are going to be doing another Netflix film. We are taking a look at uh, Apostle with Dan Stevens, directed by Gareth Evans. Uh, if you know who Gareth Evans is, he's the director of The Raid and The Raid 2. Yeah, and if you've ever seen the, (laughs) yeah, like, dude, the raid, one of my favorites of all time. Not a horror movie, but you know what? It's gory enough that I would include it (laughs) in in like an action horror because of how gratuitously violent it is. No, yeah, no. Gareth Edwards has made like probably one of the best action films of all time, and uh, to kind of. like step away from that and to make a horror film is very exciting for me. And I'm very interested to see what he can do. Yeah, no, this is huge. Uh, yeah. So Evans has done, yeah, the raid, the raid Two, a segment in VHS. Oh, safe Haven, the best segment in VHS Two. Gareth Evans safe Haven se- segment is 
absolutely amazing. Um, watch VHS 2. If, if you watch it for anything, just watch it for that one segment. It is probably one of the best shorts I've ever seen. Excellent. Well, we have yeah. a lot to live up to with this pedigree, and we look forward to it next week. And until then, I have been Steve Allman. And I've been Rob Holmes. And we'll see you next time. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Come, it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. And there's no more room in hell. <laughs>